Hello, everyone. Welcome to Port Misery, a JH podcast. It's Tara. Um, it's been an interesting week. It's been an interesting week on both GH Twitter and the show. Um, I'm going to get to the show in a second. Um, on Twitter, there's just been like the craziest, like I thought soul theft. I mean, I think someone did a poll and it's still one. It's like the craziest thing any of us have ever, have ever heard. But like, we had like, people talking about blazers, and, like, racism, and homo, like, uh, transphobia, and, like, this violence against, like, communities, and then people getting offended that we would even say such things to them, and, like, oh my god, it was, like, too much, it was too much, um, I am really out here trying to choose peace, I really do, most of the time, but, you know, sometimes, you know, what did, um, what is Ava Forever say? She's always great. Um, she says self-defense is never not noble. And so that's honestly how I'm taking it. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but, you know, it's not your right to offend me. So, you know, that's my main thing. That's, that's the main thing I'm coming from. That's all I'm going to say about that. I have just sort of reoriented my Twitter space, um, to make it a place I would like to be. Um, Because I really do enjoy being on Twitter. I enjoy giving episodes and, like, talking to people. And, like, most of my mutuals have drastically different opinions than me. I mean, like, I follow people who live to drag Carly. And I like Carly, you know. Um, But I also think that no character is sacred on this show. I think I've said this, like, several times. Like, no character is sacred here at Port Misery. I will drag anybody, especially if they're making foolish decisions. Um, I mean, I think we will get to that in this episode because, like, this was a weird week on the show. Like, I think we lost some of the balance. Some of the editing was really, really, really weird. Um, a lot of stragglers. Like, I think they have the potential to be backburner or main stories. But, like, right now, it was just Straggle City. Just, like, <laughs> return of the straggler episode. Not really. Um, I think I've, like, broken it down into main and backburn stories versus the stragglers um but I think it's all like when it comes to backburn this now I'm just rambling but when it comes to like what I consider a backburn story versus a main story those things are up for interpretation so if you would rearrange these things like 100% right 100% but let's get to it let's jump in like we always do straggler stories um Crete Crete. Oh my god. It's not even Crete anymore. It's Cassidine Island, but I don't associate it with Cassidine Island because there's zero Cassidines on the island. Like, how did theater school... It's theater school island. Theater school island has taken over this show, at least for the first part of the week, and it was so boring. I don't... I couldn't even make up gifts for it. I literally put, like, static because, like... (laughs) What's even happening? Like, let's try and break this down. It's like, so they're on theater school island because apparently Victor lost it in the divorce. Who knew? Like, when you go to jail, like, I don't know. Once again, how much money does theater school have where he could just pay off guards and like buy off? Doesn't Nicholas control Cassidine Island? How is he? And how are we going to rewrite so Nicholas is not in the stick of this? Because there's currently a terrorist on his family's island and he's going to pretend like he didn't know about that. He didn't know that theater school was controlling all the guards. Like, 
how are you supposed to get out of this, sir? But uh, we'll get to Nicholas. He wasn't in this week the, that much this week. Um, but so you have Drew and Jason chained to a wall. I swear they were just chained to a wall for a minute. And Jason is saying things. He's like, oh, you know, you have me now and yada, yada, yada. And then across on the other side of theater school island, um, here comes Brit in in theater school, just straight theater schooling at her, just like, be on my side. And it was, Brit, I mean, she looked irritated, just like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? And so he takes her to whatever dungeon he's got Drew and Jason in and just activates Drew and, like, makes Drew, like, cut himself. or so. It was very, very weird. Oh, he also wants to get Maxie. Like, he's going to control Maxie somehow. Like, oh, my God. The, there are some, I said this somewhere else. I think it was on Twitter. Um, this brings up so much issues with like consent and like control it it's just not a cute storyline like this may have worked in 1983 but like in 2021 like, it is very very like gross and like what is he gonna do he's gonna mind control maxi to like sleep with him that's called rape that's called rape and like the show lean soap operas in general for decades have leaned too hard into rape like that is not a seduction in any way. I mean, like, the whole thing with, like, Luke and Laura, and then she gets taken to Cassidyne Island to be, like, raped for two years or something like that. And then it's just, it's gross, you know. Several characters have gone through it. And not just females. They had Michael, of course. Like, it's just, it's not the best storyline. So let's, I know that we'll probably end it before we even get close to that. But I can see him getting Maxie in the chair, at least, you know, before we get there, and that's already going too far, uh, but, um, he, you know, Drew leaves, or not Drew, uh, theater school leaves with Brit, and, like, apparently they know the cards, like, we know the cards, like, I think it was, like, the tower card, and it's something else that we haven't seen, and, like, to be honest, we don't care, like, I can, I feel like I can confidently say that for uh, most of my mutuals, we don't care, um, moving on, next straggler, um, Ned and Olivia, Ned and Olivia, what are they doing, what are they doing, like, I don't even care about this anymore, Alexis cheated on, slept with Ned, tried to murder Dante, went to prison, and is now out of prison, and they still haven't resolved this, like, why are we watching them actually go through the steps of repairing an actual marriage in real life, it shouldn't take this long on a soap, you either forgive and forget within, like, two or three months, or you get a divorce, like, why are we doing this push and pull, like, because we couldn't get Tristan Rogers back, like, oh my god, let's break this down, so, like, Ned is paying for Trina's exhibit, good for him, happy for him, so he was at Ava's gallery, then he goes to talk to Brooklyn, who's, like, the worst person in the world to talk to, I mean, she's the main reason you're even in this situation, Ned, I mean, like, she, uh, deleted the phone call to be petty, and then she is, like, propping Olivia's crazy beliefs about Leo for the fucking company. And so, like, why are you even talking to her? Like, get out of there. Get some friends. And so, like, go talk to Monica. You know, she'll give you some perspective. But, um, ooh, sorry. Netflix just decided to turn on. Ha. Huh? Um, 
But across town, Olivia is talking to Robert. And Robert is just, like, letting her know, like, I'm not going to be the dude you, like, ride when you and Ned are going through it. And then you decide you like Ned again. And then we're not together. Um, 100%. And then um, he says some stuff, like, you, you know, you just know this fantasy of me, essentially. You know, like, Robert Scorpio, the hero. You don't really know, like, how I have to, like, fake my death every three years. And, like go on the run and, like, be someplace else. You're not going to like it. You're not going to be happy. And Olivia's like, I deserve to be happy. Like, she's just going off. Like, she's just going off. Um, And she starts talking about how, like, Ned doesn't support her. He won't support her in this, like, decision or something. And Robert pretty much says what everybody's been saying. And he's just like, why don't you just get him tested to prove him wrong? And then he'll back off. And she's just like, I could do that. And it kind of irritates me that she just kind of, like, when Robert says it, now it makes sense. Like, like Brooklyn, freaking Chase, yeah, I don't even know, what Carly maybe off screen, like, everybody said it to her, and now that Robert said it, she's like, oh my god, Robert, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound that bad. <sighs> Girl. Girl. Like, ugh, Okay. Um, but she's hugging Robert, and then here comes Ned, so, um, he invites her to the gallery, and then he leaves, so this is still dragging, this is still dragging on, like, oh my god, I'm about to become their marriage counselor, so, and I'm gonna tell them to just get a divorce, because, like, y'all don't have it, y'all don't have it if it's taking this long, but, uh, moving on, moving on, um, next straggler story, anything Milo related, to be honest, like, what is that? What is that? I mean, they bring Wiley to the Metro Court, and Michael leaves immediately because he's got better things to do <laughs> than kick it with Willow and this kid. Um, the new Wiley looks terrified. Um, I think the, the little boy just has to get used to, like, the cameras and the lights and, like, all the sounds. I'm sure it's really scary for a kid to, like, be on a set and just, like, hear things, but... um. Yeah, he just looked terrified, and I'm pretty sure that, like, he's been around, um, he's been around, like, Cynthia Watros a lot, and obviously, um, Caitlin and Chad, but I don't know how much he's been around Laura Wright, and so maybe that's what's happening. He was just like, oh, I don't know her, but that was an awkward scene. I was like, ooh, he looks terrified, but, um, Carly and Michael leave, and Harmony shows up. And it was an interesting scene. She let her sit down. But, I mean, I think the issue I'm having is, like, we all know what Harmony's done. But, one, everybody's done something. Like, I mean, she did something pretty bad. But, like, some of other people. And, like, you don't have this energy for Nina. You don't have this energy for Nina or, like, any of the other people who fuck with you. And so, like, why are you going so hard on her? Like, that's his grandmother, too, and, like, they had Wiley do this thing where he's, like, I can't take candy for strangers, I was, like, ah, <laughs> ooh, you a stranger, girl, like, and that's the point, is that is the point, is that, you know, I, if you're gonna have this, like, distance between Willow and Harmony, at least, at least show her dealing with that, and not just constantly, you know, when Harmony shows up every seven months, like, her being like, oh, I have feelings, like, have those feelings more often, because so half the time, it seems like Willow could care less about her past, or, like, I mean, she used to be in a cult, 
and her baby died in a really sad way. And she's like, well, I have Michael's baby, so it's fine. Like, okay. Um, we don't see them again because um, Michael comes out like, oh, we got to talk. And we don't even see the talk. And we don't see them again until they're at the champagne room with Carly while watching Herbie stood up. And, like, there's this weird scene. And I swear there was no context. I think there was, like, a scene missing or I don't know. But Willow's like, I'm going to stand on the table and tell everybody, including Chase, who's standing right over there. Right over there. Um, how much she loves Michael. Like, oh, my God. Just so tone deaf, the two of them. Just cannot get it together. Um, let's move past that. Let's move on. Let's, we're going past that. Um, next straggler story, Cameron and Jocelyn don't have sex. Like I said, they're de- I'm detaching them from Sprina because, like, what are they even doing? Um, and I love Jocelyn, and I love her hate of Dollar Tree Nell. And they actually have this conversation, and I'm going to bring it up because you could tell men write this show. <laughs> you could tell men write this show because, like, Jocelyn clearly has beef with Dollar Tree Nell, and I don't for the life of me know why Cameron can't just support her in that. Like, he, it's not even that he's like, you know what, I'm not gonna, like, attack her, I'll be polite to her when she's around, and I'm sure some of you are like, that's what he's doing, but, like, no, um, if I hate somebody, you have to not fuck with them, like, if my partner just decided to plan a camping trip or some, like, little getaway with somebody I freaking hate, that's not being polite, that's, like, being friends with this hoe, I told you I don't like her, I don't like her. I don't want her in my space. I don't want to go away for, with her for the weekend where I can't escape her. Like, absolutely not. Like, that's my thing. Cameron has no reason to operate like this. Like, he can be polite. He cannot, you know, cause waves. But you don't need to be actively trying to be either Dollar Tree Nell or Spencer's friend. Spencer has done nothing your entire life but be a rude piece of shit to you. And so if you wanted to take some baby steps to letting him back in your life, that's fine. You're already doing more than enough. You got him a job. You have not fired him, even though he has deserved to be fired several times. Like, why do you need to be going on a trip? Like, unless this is leaning into Cameron likes Dollar Tree Nell, the way he operates irritates me. It irritates me because, like, my partner's not going to be rude to people, but he's not out here, like, inviting them to brunch. He's not doing that. And so, okay, but whatever. That Let's move past that. Jocelyn is just super anxious about what Dollar Tree now said about her not having sex with Cameron. And so she has decided to just, like, throw her whole ass self into this. And, like, girl, <laughs> um, she had Trina, like, pack up her whole ass bedroom. Like, give me my cute underwear, which is already, it's like, really, girl? What, what underwear do you think she was going to pack? <laughs> but like she got the soap she had scented candles she had I was like damn girl where do you think you go with like Elizabeth probably has stuff like you sleeping in a childhood bedroom so how romantic we gonna try and make it like for a second I thought they go sleep on that couch but um no so <laughs> she's talking to Trina Trina is just like girl why are we doing this like why are we because do- Dollar Tree now told you to do it because fuck her um, and Jocelyn's like, no, I just really feel like I need to, um, and Trina's like, girl, I'm gonna support you, whatever you do, you know, I'm gonna be here for you, but I just wanna make sure you doing it because you're ready, and not because some raggedy-ass girl said that you should, 
And at the same time, Spencer, he wasn't as forceful with Cameron. He was just kind of like, look, I went to a private a boarding school. Like, all we did was have sex. Like, there's nothing else to do. So it is what it is. Uh, you know, I just assumed that the two of you would because you've known each other for so long. So you got the comfort comfortability factor. Um, I thought that their conversation is cute. And like I said, if they want to like actually build into their friendship and make them best friends, I'll be here for it because like, I like, they did that with Lulu and Maxie. Um, if you go back, uh, like 2003 to like probably around 2000, I would say nine or 10, um, Lulu and Maxie did not fuck with each other. They had no time for each other. Like, Lulu was trying to steal Dylan from Georgie, so she already felt some type, Maxie already felt some type of way about that, and then Maxie did what she did with Lucky, so obviously Lulu felt some type of way about that. It really wasn't until the Logan stuff went down that they got close, and so, like, it is a thing of having, like, enemies become best friends. Um, we currently see that with Ava and Nina, but, um, yeah, you know, I just wanted to, you know, show the build up because you actually saw like Lulu and Maxie go from not fucking with each other to actually respecting each other to like becoming like the most important person in each other's lives. There was like a build. They worked for Kate together and like Lulu kind of just got the job because, you know, she got connections where Maxie had to work for it. And it was a whole thing. It was very cute. But um I just want to see more of a buildup between Spencer and Cameron. That's just me. Um, but Jocelyn, um, she tells Trina that she she really only asked her to pack her shit because she wants to talk to her, which I thought was cute. Um, their friendship is so cute. We don't need to mess with it. Let them stay friends and not be competing for the same boys. Uh, and then Cam, uh, Liz's birthday gets tagged on to Cameron and Jocelyn not having sex. And I'm like, is this what we're doing? Okay. Okay, um, Cameron's at his mom's birthday party um, with Finn and these kids, and we find out that's because Elizabeth is going to go out for her birthday and, like, other people are there, but it's not really them throwing her a party, it's, like, everybody happened to be at the club that night, and, um, Scott shows up, and he is so messy, he's just like, I can't find Lisa, I'm upset, blah, 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 and... <laughs> Finn is like, oh, well, it's Elizabeth's birthday, so can we not talk about terrorism and getting thrown out of planes? Um, so Scott backs off, and then he ends up seeing that Cameron's trying to get everybody out of this house, because he's really like, mm, so let's get this cake eaten, let's all, like, sing, let's wish my mom a happy birthday, mom, you want to get dressed? He's looking, because I know you're going out, like, <laughs> everybody get out this house, <laughs> just trying to rush everyone out the house. So, Scott, they have this moment where they talk about Franco, and there's a little controversy, controversy, con, I cannot even speak, controversial, because um, Elizabeth fans were kind of like, we never get to hear Elizabeth actually talk about her feelings about Franco's death. And to be honest, Franco was brought up several times, and Elizabeth just stood there and stared, just like, what? just blank face, which is very weird. And now, like, I am not an Elizabeth stan. But, like, I actually paid attention because of it, and it's kind of crazy that she's not given this dialogue, that she doesn't actually get to utter the word Franco out of her mouth. Like, it's weird to me that, you know, why? And I think somebody, and I'm sure they're, they're a nice enough person, but, like, they say, like, her facial expressions were the dialogue. No, dialogue is words. 
words are dialogue. Like you need to say words, not just facial expressions. At least give me a tasteful voiceover to like show inner dialogue or something. But you actually have to say words. You can't just have Becky stand there looking sad. Like, okay, can we hear about her sadness? How is she doing? Like what's going on there? You know, but whatever. She leaves. Um, We'll come back to her when we get to um, the champagne room. But uh, Jocelyn comes and like her and Cameron are so cute. They're so cute. It's so awkward. And they don't, you know, that first time is always, (laughs) it's always a little weird. You don't know how to naturally just get into it and like, you just, what are we going to do? And so, like, Cameron's talking about salt. He's, like, king of the salt. And then Jocelyn's asking about lip gloss. She just keeps finding reasons to call Trina. She's just finding reasons to call Trina. Like, girl, did you pack the candle? I can't find it. Where's that lip gloss? Is it that lip gloss? Like, ooh, you might have to come over, girl. Like, I was like, oh, no. Girl, you so nervous. Um, Cameron burned the popcorn. He had to get pretzels. And then, you know... They're making out on the couch, and she's like, ooh, something's poking me. I was like, y'all are wrong for this. Um, And it turned out to be the spoon that Aiden was looking for earlier, and, like, condoms. And I'm like, every time I see condoms, I just remember the Lulu condom storyline, and I'm like, ooh, please do not try and give these little kids no pregnancy story. We do not need that. No more kids on this show for a second. We don't need babies. Um... But they finally talk because Cameron's just like, obviously you are nervous. Like, and I'm nervous and like, let's talk about this. And they decide that they're just not ready and they're not going to let people pressure them, which good. I feel like Trina said that to you, girl, but you didn't, you weren't trying to hear it. Um, And so they're going to wait. Yay. Okay. Let's move to the final straggler story. It's the champagne room. Um, Back in the straggler story category, because... We got confirmation that Granddaddy asked for Anna Mobster, which is slightly disappointing to me because I wanted Black Mobsters, but whatever. Whatever. Okay. Um, So we have, like, Curtis can't book an act for the Champagne Room. That's the freaking drama. (laughs) Okay. And, like, Portia is now the hostess of the Champagne Room. Like, what the hell? Like, she was like, I'm checking tables. And, like, she's got a punch card in the back. Like, why is she picking up shifts? At the champagne room, she is a doctor. And, like, I guess she's trying to be supportive. But, honestly, no. Uh, no. There's too much. But uh, she she gets him an act, and then that act cancels because, apparently, there's a rumor that there's mob connections at the champagne room, which is true because, like, Carly and Sonny and everyone else from the mob is just there anytime they feel like it, and that's probably where those rumors are coming from. <laughs> Like, the show constantly forgets that, like, Sonny and Carly are mobsters. They're just like, well, they're good mobsters. So they even had Curtis say that, like, you are my honored guest. Of course, sit down, Carly. You're welcome here anytime Um, Sonny showed up. Uh, We saw Finn and Liz on, like, what looked like a date. Um, He took her out. um, And a lot of people were like, he couldn't just be taking her out as a platonic friend thing. Because, you know... They've never actually had that conversation. Elizabeth is mourning. Finn just got out of a very long-term relationship. I mean, he was down the aisle before, like, that relationship ended. And so, you know, like, that could just be a platonic thing. Obviously, stuff is happening and ideas are being put in people's minds. 
Um, but they're there, like I said, Michael Willow and Carly are there, and then you have, like, this band, it was a good band, I think it was the director who did it, um, it, it was good, it was just, I'm just not a, I just don't really care for live music, um, Brooklyn was there wearing a blazer, and that was the controversy, because, like, I had, in my gift tweet, it was just, like, I go out to clubs, I am not small, I am a bigger person, I'm a bigger woman, and, like, I would dress better than that to a club, and I think it's possible to dress someone better, just, and, like, I am bigger than Amanda Sutton, Amanda Sutton's not big, she just had a baby, I know, but, like, that's a petite woman, I don't understand, like, why we can't put her in, like, can can we get her a bedazzled blazer, like, a bedazzled blazer, at least, like, something, I just think that we could do better, that's all I was saying, she's a beautiful woman, she is, you know, same with Kirsten Storms, they're beautiful women, I think we could do better, some people have pointed out that, like, they choose their own wardrobe, and that's what they want to wear, but, like, I follow Kirsten Storms on Instagram, and her ass is always in a fit, she dresses great, at this point, just let KS walk off of her, walk out of her house, out her car, onto the set as Maxi because, like, she dresses great. I don't understand the options they're giving Maxi. That's all I'm trying to say. It's not like KS be wearing that frumpy sweater in her Instagram story. She be looking great in her Instagram stories. She has a Poshmark. People buy her clothes because she herself is so fashionable that's what I'm saying is that like we don't see that on Maxi anymore and then if if Amanda want to wear blazers then 100% but I didn't hear about that she's not on social media which is good for her she doesn't need that in her life but she is a beautiful woman nobody is commenting on that or saying anything about that you don't need to be a size two like Willow to dress nice that's all we're saying and it's not even just the two of them, because Dollar Tree Nell has been in her little house on the prairie dresses lately, and I don't care for that. Willow dresses like a Stepford wife. Um, the best dressed people on this show are the women in their late 40s and 50s. Like, I honestly think the best dressed women on this show, it's like a four-way tie between Maura West as Ava Laura Wright as Carly, Cynthia Watros as Nina Reeves, and uh, Lisa Lucero as fucking Olivia. They dress amazing. I mean, it's fashionable, it's high-end, and I mean, like, they can do that for those women. They're all different sizes, they're all different heights, but they make it work. That's all people are trying to say. You know, even Kelly Monaco's Sam got her style. And it's a hit and a miss sometimes with her. But, like, that's because Sam's style is that cool, laid-back rocker chick who's just rocking a leather jacket and her hooker boots. Like, she don't care. And so that's all we were trying to say is that why we got to constantly keep Maxie in a flannel? Why is she rocking so many plain white T-shirts? Like, that's what I wear just lounging around my house. None of these people wear clothes as if they lounge around the house. Like, that's what you're trying to say. Like, Sam rocks them hooker boots at church and going to the grocery store. She don't care. She, not, she don't own a pair of sneakers. She don't know that. What life is that? 
She ain't never heard of that life. And so that's all I was trying to say. I am not trying to come for anybody. Everybody on the soap is beautiful. I think it might be a requirement, like a job requirement is to be beautiful. And so what are we saying? Let's move past this. Let's move past this. So Brooklyn is there and um, chases the bodyguard. They're kicking. And um, Curtis finally realizes that creepy record producer that has gotten him this band is an asshole. And so he eventually confronts him the next day. And here comes Granddaddy Ashford. Like, you want me? And that's literally how it is. We don't hear about it. Like, it's just done. Like, And that's why it's still a backward story. Because what the hell? Maybe it'll go back. Or it's not backward. It's a straggler story. Um, maybe it'll return to the backward story if Sonny gets involved. Or if this gets any more interesting than it is. But, like, okay. Mm, whatever. So let's move past it. Let's go to the backward story. So there's two. Um, moving out of the straggler story category for once in its life, um, the downfall of Brooklyn and Maxie's plan is falling apart. Like, that is finally backburned because I feel like we did deal with it a lot this week. Um, Gladys is pushing up on everyone. <laughs> Gladys is pushing up on everyone. You know what? Now that she's not just harassing Carly 24-7, I know that that's what some of y'all really liked about her. But for me, now that she's not harassing Carly 24-7, she's a little more tolerable, tolerable character for me. Um, she is pushing up on Austin. She's pushing up on Valentine. Everything. Uh, and it's so funny to me. Um, she's blackmailing the hell out of Brooklyn. And if Brooklyn doesn't want the quartermates to find out, then she got to shut up Gladys. And so her and Maxie hire this actor. And he is so cheesy. He is so cringe and cheesy but he gets the job done essentially and Matt Gladys backs off she gives the card back and now she's scared is she scared so easily like girl you were dating mobsters and working for Cyrus for no but now you're just scared of this random man get a background check at least um Austin tries to ask out ask out Maxie and she turns him down because she's like oh I don't want you to learn about my past and how bad I am and he really does hero worship her so like if he does a quick background check on her like he gonna be sorely disappointed because she is a mess and this baby switch thing is a mess and so she turns him down but then she's just constantly around him she's like hey I'm here like girl go away you said you don't want to date me so like let's move on but um they, you know, Austin is just like, oh, I'm just upset about what Brooklyn did. And, like, he really hates Brooklyn and he hates that um, Maxie hangs out with her, essentially. And Gladys comes up to him because, you know, they were talking. And Maxie's like, Gladys is evil. And <laughs> Austin is just like, you hang out with Brooklyn, so you are not about to judge me and the company that I keep. Let's just keep that 100. And so... Uh, they're talking, I think this might be the next day, because like I said, she is just constantly around him, and um, they're talking, Chase comes up, and starts wanting to ask questions, because everything is so ass-backwards and suspicious, and Maxie is getting so defensive, like, oh, I have to protect Austin, because you're not, you're gonna railroad him, or some stuff, she threatens to call Mac, I'm like, girl, why are you going so hard right now? Um, well, well, I know why, but still, like, she is popping off. 
which is just making Chase more suspicious. And Austin is like, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Like, I'm trying to get this baby back. I don't know what this whole problem is. And so he tells Chase, um, at the same time, Valentine, who's in the hospital, Austin, that's what I missed. Austin went to Valentine and was like, so I talked to Gladys and she has tea. She has tea on Brooklyn and apparently it's about you. And I just want you to know that so that you should know. And Valentine, you know, operating like a cathodine and knowing that Austin is quartermain, being like, okay, what do you want for this? And Austin just being as petty as the day is long is like, honey, I don't want anything. I want you to know, I want you to tell Brooklyn when all this shit goes down that it was me. <laughs> it was me, ho. I want you to know. Not only do I want you to know, I want you to know. I want you to know. <laughs> Austin has become one of my favorite characters. <laughs> He is so petty. Write Sean like this. Like, why don't they write Sean like this? Whatever. Okay. Um, but Valentine calls Gladys. He's reading the shit out of her. He's like, bitch, tell me what you know right now before I choke you. Um, she's like, I can't. Like, I can't. The only thing I can say is that you shouldn't trust Brooklyn. And so now Valentine is like, oh, is a bitch being tricked? Am I being hustled? <laughs> I've never known such life. And then calls Yuri's Belarusian ass and was like, you about to stalk the shit out of Brooklyn. Stalk that hoe like you ain't never stalked no one before. I don't care what she says. And so we about to find, this is about to blow up. This is about to blow up because Chase just realized that something's going down. He goes and talks to Valentine. Valentine just starts being like, mm, it's real funny to me that Brooklyn just ran off and had that baby by herself. Nobody was there. I couldn't see my daughter be born because this hoe and her shenanigans. That's real weird. It's sus. It's interesting. Hmm. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, Ch- uh, Brooklyn is talking, ran into Sunny and they were talking. And Gladys says some shit and um, Sunny leaves. And Brooklyn is straight, like, don't make me call random baby daddy. And Brooklyn's like, who that? Not Brooklyn, Chase. Chase behind her, just like, who that? Who you talking about? And that's the cliffhanger from Friday. So that story is about to bust wide open. That might end up being main story next week. Because, like, that shit could get real deep. Because now that Valentine's involved, like, whoo! Let me see JPS read a bitch. Let me see it. Um, let Anna read some people, cause Lord knows she been lied to. I need to see Vanna reading everyone involved, like everyone involved. I'm sure JPS will be very tame to Maxie. Like mm, you shouldn't have done that. I would have rode for you if you just told me. But um, he better read the shit out of Brooklyn, like and Nina. Read Nina, because Lord knows she's trash. But mm, moving on, let's get to the final backburn story. Um, Sona versus Carly and her progeny. This is burning up. This is burning up into the atmosphere because Sunny is making so many moves that Carly and Michael do not care for and that Jocelyn won't understand. And the little kids are going to caught in the middle because, like, Sunny is a new man. He is Kung Fu Panda's wise turtle, Sonny. And he does not believe in violence anymore. 
he wants to make peace. And so let's break this down. So Carly is still acting like Sonny is some stranger, like, oh, it's so great. You made time for me, blah, 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 blah. And then Sonny goes off to talk to Mrs. Wu. He, like, gives Mrs. Wu half of the Novak property. He's just like, here, girl, you a real one. Take this shit. And she's like, of course, fuck them, <laughs> which I love Miss Wu for. She's just like, I don't care. I'm a real thug. Um, but she's like, I didn't call you for that. I called you because Brad's my nephew and I need him to get out of jail. So make that happen. Sonny was like, mm, Brad kidnapped my grandchild. Do you know this? Like, are you new? Uh, Mrs. Wu was like, not only do I know, I don't care. I just want to let that be known. I do not care about that child. Brad's real sorry about that. So what are we doing? Um, Sonny's like, I can't do that. There's no way I could do that. And so Mrs. Wu is like, well, then peace, bitch, deuces. Thanks for the money, but I got to go. You my enemy again. And so Sonny's like, wait a second, wait a second. Give me a chance. Give me a chance. Give me a chance. Um, And says like, look, I'm not going to help him get out, but I won't make sure he stays in. And I won't put hands on him. Um, Mrs. Wu is like, mm, do you speak for your family? Are you in charge again? Because I'm confused. Like, I'm just really confused because I was kissing Charlie's ring like three weeks ago. And now you here telling me that um, people are writing for you. So what's going on? Sonny's like, yeah, people write for me. This is my family. I speak for my family. And so then he got to go tell Carly. Got to tell Carly and Michael. They are not having any of that. They're just like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? We already had to forgive Nina's little bitch ass. And now we got to forgive Brad. Who else do we got to forgive? Faith Roscoe? Should we forgive AJ? Who we forgiving, Sonny? Like, he was also telling Spencer to forgive Ava. Like, who else are we forgiving, Sonny? Do you have a list? Rick Lansing? Can we forgive him? Like, who who we forgiving? Mm. Like, <laughs> Manny Ruiz? Like, can we forgive Alca- the Alcazars, the entire Alcazar family? Are we forgiving them? Like, who else are we forgiving, Sonny? Like, they are so irritated with this man. But they agree because, you know, they're supposed to be happy that he's home. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're like, fine. Okay, whatever. Um, then uh, we had a Carly and Diane scene. Uh, Diane said that Michael has the face of an assassin or the face of an angel and the mind of an assassin. Some bullshit. It was nonsense. <laughs> it was straight nonsense. But um, apparently Diane will be Carly's new best friend because we all know why <laughs> she can't be Alexis. <laughs> Nancy Lee Grando suffer fools. <laughs> she can't do it. <laughs> I respect the hope for that. That's probably why I couldn't be an actor, to be honest. So... <laughs> I respect the game, <laughs> but I guess Diane and Carly gonna be friends. Um, we also saw a return of the Car Sam friendship, which I'll be here for if Kelly Monaco is on the show more. But um, the later on in the week, uh, Carson is supposed to be going with Milo on some double date to the champagne room, which is weird. Like, get some friends, y'all. But um. Sonny took Phyllis to Charlie's to like offer her the management position because he knew that he couldn't just give her the bar um even though clearly that's how this is going to end but um he takes her there and there's uh, Nina and Sean <laughs> and Sean is just like I'm the one person in town who has no idea what you did to Sonny 
Um, but I'm sure it wasn't that deep and I'm on your side and kind of pushes up on her, which, okay, Nina's milkshake is always bringing boys to the yard. I mean, Cynthia Watros is a queen, so I understand it on the physical level, but like, (laughs) she is the most annoying person on the world. (laughs) Like, Nina is so annoying, (laughs) but men love her. (laughs) They love her and her victim act. They love it. But um, Sean is, like, kicking with her. Sonny is, like, seasoned at the table. <laughs> He's just like, really? Okay. Uh. <laughs> and so um, Phyllis is like, I'm going to go to the powder room. Uh, Nina goes after her. Um, they have a moment where Phyllis is like, I'm going to take over Charlie so we can hang out. And um, they're excited. And Phyllis is clearly here to just tell Sonny to cheat on his wife. So... <laughs> So that's her function now. Um, just conscience to, you know, voice in your ear telling you to cheat on your wife and leave your family. Okay, cool. Recreate the Tano. <laughs> Charlie. Um, and then um, Sean and Sonny have a moment, which I love that Sean is still, like, pro Sonny. Like, I love you, man. Like, you're the best. I don't want to work for you, but I'm always going to respect you. And, like, you're my BFF. And so they say hi to each other, and then we have, like, the Sona scene. And for me, it was very weird. A lot of people really enjoyed it. Um, Obviously, Carson fans did not. I am one of them, so I was like, what the hell? But Nina is just out here like, feel sorry for me. (laughs) That was her whole seduction. (laughs) Her whole seduction was like, my life is sad, and I'm going through troubles, and feel bad for me, and Sunny was kind of like, you know what, it's not, you're not out yet, like, she was giving her the it gets better speech, and that was the seduction, and, like, he was straight cosplaying his life as Mike, he was, like, pouring drinks, and, like, blah, 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 like, this is happening, y'all. It's happening, so, like, find the best way to enjoy it, deal with it, deal with it, or tolerate it. That's my opinion. Like, if the fast-forward button is necessary, then that's what you did. You know, I'm no judgment for me. I watch this show professionally now, so I can't fast-forward these things. <laughs> but, um, Sona is happening. Sona rising. I'm not gonna deny it. Um, Carly is just at this club waiting for Sonny, not knowing where he is all, and she, he finally shows up and says about, like, Phyllis, how, like, he gave her the club, or the, the bar, and she's like, well, now we gotta go to Charlie's more often, right after he told Nina that she could be at Charlie's, and so now he's gotta find a way to keep Carly out of Charlie's, essentially, <laughs> he... Sorry. Ooh, my throat is so dry. He is so messy. He is so messy. Um, Sorry, let me drink something. Yeah, he's so messy. So he has, like, Carly at the Metro Court, Nina at Charlie's, and he's got to keep both of them out of each, and there's no freaking way he could do that. So that's about to be a mess. That's about to be a mess. Um, So the final, you know what? And this is what I'm going to say. Final thing before I go to the main story. The outrage that Sonny has over Jarley is so unjustified because, like, you have not told this woman anything. You have not told her about your little Nixon Falls love fest. You are out here kikiing with Nina all the time, 
but you, anytime Jason gets brought up, you look like you're about to flip a table. Like, get out of here. At least she was honest with you about it. She said she would have rode him if you hadn't walked in the door. She was honest. But no, he's out here like, I don't know how to feel. Like, feel like, okay, I understand because I feel that way about Nina. And then y'all can have an actual conversation and move forward. But no, this is why Sona's rising because he won't admit it. Um, ugh, moving on. Let's move past this. Sorry. Ugh, ugh. But, um, main story, um, I think it's still Nicholas's trash. I wavered between, like, putting this in the Backburn story, putting this in Straggler stories, but I think, like, if you, like, put them all together, because they're now operating as, like, a unit, like, Nicholas is garbage, um, then it's actually the main story of the week. Um, so you have Spencer in the beginning, and, like, he has yet to tell anybody why he actually renounced Nicholas. He's just always like, yeah, I just don't want the money. But um, he hasn't actually said that it's about Hayden. And so everybody's reacting to it in different ways. You have, like, Dollar Tree Nell, who's got to pretend like she supports this because Trina does. Um, which she doesn't because she doesn't know about Hayden. She's kind of like, holy shit. And you see this with her scenes with Nick, where um, he's like, I'm glad that you're there to influence him. And essentially, Trina's like, yeah, I didn't mean for all that shit to go crazy. Um, but it is what it is. Um, you have Cameron, who's like, bro, what the entire fuck? You've never been poor, and let me let you know it sucks, okay? <laughs> like, it fucking sucks. Like, get that money. Um, and then you have a scenes with Sonny, where he was like, well, I'm happy you're working, and you should forgive Ava. And he kind of said, like, I already did. Like, I already did. Fuck her, but I already did. Um, this um else. And so he's not saying it because, like, the more people know, like, the more this is going to, like, spiral into a whole thing. But um, you have that. And then Alexis got out of prison. And, like, Nicholas, first Sam and Diane show up. Sam is being nothing but rude to Harmony for no reason. Um, girl, <laughs> okay. I mean, she got reasons. Let me take that back. She got her reasons. Like, she, Harmony was second in command to a rapist, so that's what's going down. But, um, Harmony leaves, and Alexis and Sam and Diane are kicking. Here comes Nicholas, really walking in like he didn't threaten Alexis last week. And Alexis lets it be known that she don't have time for Nicholas, and she's happy that Spencer made better choices. Like, good for you. Get out of here. Um, Sam ends up thanking Nicholas, because <laughs> do better for Sam, like, honestly. We're happy, but no, fuck Nicholas. Uh, especially after you were super rude to Harmony. <laughs> Nicholas had Drew arrested for his murder, so, you know. Um, then Sam runs into Maxie, and Maxie has to pretend like she approves of the Sante relationship. And then um, Dante runs into Alexis and has to essentially tell Alexis that she deserves to be out of jail. Um, You know, you did the work, girl. And it's not like you lobbied for this pardon. Nicholas just did it. You can't control it. And so do the work, you know, just keep on being a good person, you know. Just willing her not to let drunk Alexis come out, which, you know, I'm just messy. I just love drunk Alexis, but... It's not good for her, so fine. <clears throat> but uh, then um, you have the Scott and Ava scene where Scott pretends to be drunk <laughs> to get Ava to tell him the tea and essentially finds out that Nicholas is trash. Like, we knew it. <laughs> we knew it. And then 
finally is tacked on to this larger Nicholas's trash, but it's honestly the Sprina, like, Dollar Tree Nell Trina confrontation. And Dollar Tree Nell really tried to come, like, stay away from my boyfriend. And, like, people of the opposite sex shouldn't do certain things. Like, who the hell wrote that? Did one of y'all get your grandma to write this? And I know that it's your conservative grandma, because there's a lot of grandmas on GH Twitter, and they don't understand how this scene was written either. But, like, she was just like, I don't think it's appropriate of, like, friends of the opposite sex. What about LGBT people? So, like, LGBT people can't be friends with their same gender because that could be construed as inappropriate? Girl, make it make sense. Make it make sense! But she is talking about this conservative nonsense about how it was seen. Trina's like, bitch, I'll do what I want. How about that? How about that? How about fuck you and your man stepped to me. I'm not out here seeking him out, okay? I don't look for him. He comes to find me, and I will give him advice if he needs it anytime he wants it. How about you go talk to your boyfriend and ask him why he don't feel comfortable coming to you, girl? Like, what's going on with that? Honey, it's me season. That's clearly what's going on. This is not a me problem. This is a you problem. You have a problem with your boyfriend, so maybe you should go work on that yourself. Like, good for you, girl. And Dollar Tree Nell is losing it. She, like, straight clawed into her hand. She is a straight lunatic. Like, she is so crazy. Um, But that is pretty much all that has happened this week. Um, ooh, yeah, this has been a long episode. So, yeah, that's what happened this week. Next week, we will see if, like, the Brooklyn stuff comes to a head. Um, we'll find out more about Granddaddy Ashford. Um, like I said, Sona rising, so everybody just buckle in and prepare for that. Um, I'm down to see Carly just fucking lose it and punch Nina in the face. <laughs> that's what I'm, team punch Nina in the face. Um, and then obviously Dollar Tree Nell is breaking down over this, over Sprina getting closer. Nicholas is trying to cover his tracks like a chicken with his head cut off. And then of course we have Trina's gallery opening. It's going to be so exciting. Um, but thank you for listening. If you would like to follow me, um, you could do so at port underscore misery on Twitter. But as always, have a great week.